This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of Who Are These Podcasts? I'm Kevin. And I'm Carl. And we listen to podcasts so you don't have to. I want to remind our listeners that you can check us out on whoarethese.com and on Facebook. We're always looking for a podcast suggestion, so leave us a comment or post a death threat. On today's show, we'll be analyzing and reviewing a podcast called My Dad Wrote a Porno. As always, we have both listened to the show separately. We have not discussed it with each other beforehand. So without further ado, let's find out once and for all, who are these podcasts? It's showtime. Uh, W-A-T-P. W-A-T-P in the morning, everybody. In the morning. Hello, everybody. Huh? Out there uh, driving on your your morning commute, everybody. Uh, how do we love W-A-T-P in the morning? Why don't you be the 99th caller? Give us a call. We're standing by. We've got our uh, our intern, Jim. He's down at the local 7-Eleven. He's doing a giveaway this morning for slushies. Uh, you guys can bring in uh, any size bucket that you want and fill up your slushy. Uh, and, and it's a WATP slushy bucket uh, giveaway. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, how's it going? It's going good. How you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, so we, we tried something different this week. We listened to My Dad Wrote a Porno. And it's a podcast that is very popular. And uh, I found I find pretty amusing. I'm about uh, eight episodes in on the first season of it. Yeah, I actually loved it. The show. Okay, good. Yeah, it's... yeah. I wasn't sure if you were gonna dig it or not. Uh, I think it's pretty funny. Yeah, no, it's great. I mean, it, I think what I like the most about it is that the hosts are all British, and it. I don't know why, but it just makes it funnier to hear them like saying vagina and clitoris. And like in a in a British accent, Brosier, and yeah, I know. I agree. <laughs> the fact that they're British makes it funnier for yeah. sure. But the other thing that I like about it is I really like the premise. Um, I mean, obviously, it's pretty much what our show is. They take something that they think sucks and then make fun of it, right? Which is which is good. My only critique of the show, and um, you know, we should just say the the one guy's dad wrote this erotic novel and it's really like pornographic it's over the top and so the guy was you know excited about it he invited two of his friends over and they just read a chapter of the book and comment on it and that's the show right and um i i think that the book itself would just be funny i would just listen to that on tape 
if right. someone just read it straight, it's funny enough. I, I would say my only critique is that they might um, they might interject their comments a little too much. Like every sentence, they're like, "What? Oh, what did they say?" It's like, all right, you know. I mean, we're all listening. We we understand it's ridiculous. Yeah, and I think, but even given that, like, even if they overanalyze or, or you know do like every little sentence and stuff, it's still about a half an hour per episode, and that's usually one chapter. So, yeah, I mean, they're short chapters. Right? Yeah, I mean, they're getting through the book, and I, mean, it, I don't know. It didn't yeah. seem like it distracted too much from it for me. Cause no, it's, I, pretty, it's pretty good. Yeah, I, I mean, I wanted them to keep interjecting because he'll say, the, the he'll you know be reading the sentence, and it's just like there's so many ridiculous things in here. Now, I also wanted to say, like, when I first listened to it, so I listened to the first episode just to kind of get the feel and the setup um, episode, mm-hmm. well, season one, episode one. So, because there's, I guess, whatever, two seasons or something. So, uh, season one, episode one, they start kind of setting up basically what you just said. You know, his dad uh, wrote this book. They they do self-publishing. His mother and his father have done it before. Not erotic novels, but have self-published books before. And uh, the dad has, has done this and released it. And it's, you know, this is a, a modern... Uh, pornographic novel essentially so it's kind of like in the vein of 50 shades of gray but the guy's pen name is rocky flintstone yes <laughs> and when i heard that the first time i'm like okay this is this is way too like this has got to be a bunch of people wrote this ridiculously funny book and now they're just saying that it's his father who did it. But the more I listen to it, the more I'm like, no, nah, I'm pretty sure this is this fucking dude's dad who wrote I actually this have, uh, I actually have a clip of them introducing the author name. Play track four. So the six-year-old man in question is your dad. Yeah. Uh, we will be referring to him by his pen name. His pen name is Rocky Flintstone. <laughs> How that wasn't taken blows my mind. And if you Google Rocky Flintstone, he's the first hit. How did he come to that? So I was actually thinking, Kevin, I might have a pen name and and write these kind of novels. What do you think about Barney Balboa? (laughs) Maybe uh, Apollo Rumble. That's uh, keeping in the theme. Yeah, I like uh... that. I actually think Barney Balboa is a little bit, I don't know, rolls off the tongue a little better. So that's interesting that you thought that maybe this was all like uh, BS. I didn't think that for a second. Just the way it's written and how ridiculous it is, I assumed that the premise was real. Yeah, well, I mean, I, as I listened more, like this was my first impression, you know, like right into yeah. the first episode. I'm like, come on, you know, like this is so ridiculous. And the dude's name is Rocky Flintstone. Like no one's dad is that out of touch. But then as you... As you go through it more, it, either it doesn't matter if it doesn't fucking matter if it's fake because right. it's just hilarious. I, I would say it doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this, and it was it was different pulling clips because I'm listening, going, "Well, what angle am I going to take?" I I enjoy all this. I almost just want to like you know play the episode for our audience, just kind of like just fucking listen to this because it's hilarious. But. Um, I pulled some of the the things I thought were the best kind of bits from the episode that I listened to. So we listened to different episodes too. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I have I have listened to the episode that you listened to. I didn't pull any clips from it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I listened to season one, episode eight, called the Chalet, um, which is a great one. Do you want to uh, you want to play the clip that you think best sums up the show? 
Ah, uh, yeah, wow. <laughs> there is quite a bit of them here, but uh, let's see. I like this one. After about seven minutes of pounding the Duchess's vagina and cervix, <laughs> Belinda Ann... <laughs> Like, you couldn't even get through the sentence, and everyone just starts cracking up. It's just so funny because it's like, it's almost like the father that wrote this this novel doesn't understand the mechanics of sex, but yet he's got kids. So I mean, he's had sex before. I mean, obviously he's a dad. Three girls and a, and a boy. Yeah, yeah. It's... Uh, I have a clip on here. It's called the clip that sums up the show for me. Uh, play track eight. Giselle walked over to the drinks cabinet, poured two stiff gin and tonics, and started to stroke Belinda's tits with her long fingernails. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> with her long what? Fingernails. <laughs> so yeah, it's a lot of shit like that. You're like, that doesn't happen during sex. Yeah. <laughs> What's he, what is he talking about? It's a lot of that kind of shit going on. It's just, it's almost like he, he the guy who's writing the book and he's like, he just at some point got sick of using the thesaurus. It was just like, ah, I don't know. What are nipples like? Uh, rivets. Like he, he describes them as rivets. <laughs> and what, and the episode I listened to, um, Oh God, where is it? Here it is. Belinda found it strangely erotic, especially when the Duchess's nipples now as hard as rivets scraped her soft. <laughs> <laughs> What's our safe word again? Oh, God, I can't remember. I've just spat everywhere. I'm so sorry. Rivets. Rivets. <laughs> it's... The, there's just, like, so many, like, failed descriptions of, like, sexual parts. <laughs> that it's just so hilarious. It does take you out of it. It does take you out of it. I find that my chubby goes away pretty quick. <laughs> when, when he fails on that. Um, and so the the way the book opens up, and I found this fascinating. You listened to the first episode. Yeah. It's uh, the main character, Belinda, who is a whore. She's in this job interview for the job of her life. Mm -hmm. And uh, she's sitting there. And right away, the first question is, can you take off your clothes? And it just gets more and more ridiculous from there. I have uh, track six is um, this is during the job interview. Play track six. I just want to interject, too, before we go. The, the the novel is actually called Belinda Blinks. Oh, yeah, we didn't say that yet. Yeah, so I just wanted to put that in there, too. But here's, here's your clip. In fact, just spread your legs wide so we can get a good look at your internal attributes. Internal. <laughs> How far inside do they want? This is a full attributes. interview. I mean, it's thorough. You know, to be fair to them, it is an £85,000 a year job. Belinda lay back in the leather chair and spread her legs wide as requested. Her vaginal lids popped open and her labial Sorry. Ding dong, stop. Yeah, let's stop that. I mean, I'm no expert on the vagina. Alice, maybe you can enlighten <laughs> us. Does a vagina have lids? Her vaginal lids popped open and her labial pinkness was there for them to assess. Wow. <laughs> Gavin, I've, I've seen the casting couch videos that weren't as graphic as this. This is supposed to be a professional job interview. <laughs> Even on the casting couch, it's like, all right, put your clothes back on, honey. This is getting embarrassing. <laughs> I love that she he, she he calls them lids, the, her, like, right. her vaginal lids. <laughs> and the girl, like, right after that, the clip that you took there, she goes, I've never heard of them described as rubber, like Tupperware before. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so fucking good. 
So, Kevin, you mentioned that the name of the book is Belinda Blinks. Yeah. But that's not the full title of the book. Play track one. This is the full title of this book. But the real title, to give it its full title, is Belinda Blinked One, A Modern Story of Sex, Erotica and Passion. How the sexiest sales girl in business earned her huge bonus by being the best at removing her high heels. Yeah, that's the... There's like multiple sentences involved in the title. <laughs> now you said that your wife has the book, right? She's actually she did she she downloaded it and she's been reading along with the episode. She's all in. <laughs> so, like, all right. So it's a downloaded. So it's not like an actual physical copy. But on the book itself, does it have the whole title like written out? Like, yes, yes. It's two sentences. It's fucking amazing. I've um... never never seen that before. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, okay. So I'm just so going to got the uh, hardcover. We have it right next to our uh, Gideon's Bible on the shelf. <laughs> <laughs> it's very important to us. <laughs> I like that you were picture her that she actually had the book, like it was this you know this big novel that she opens up every evening and enjoys a passage from. Yeah, yeah. She's got a little bookmark in there and everything. Exactly. Uh, I'm going to go upstairs and, and fence my book for a moment. Okay. <laughs> she licks her finger to turn a page and shit. Yeah. <laughs> At least something has to get moist. So I'm just going to play some of the, the funny fucking clips from the episode I listened to. I don't know if they'll make sense in terms of context, but I guess I could kind of describe a little bit of the scene. So Belinda who is the main character, obviously, is uh, is taken to this... Uh, Belinda Blumenthal. <laughs> right. Which they also <laughs> say is the... Un- it's the it's most- not sexy at all. <laughs> right. Um, but they take Belinda... Um, she gets taken by horse and buggy or something to this uh, chalet. And uh, she doesn't know where she is. And it turns out that there's a, a 50-year-old woman who meets her wearing all riding gear. So like a riding crop and the, the whole, all the shit you would wear to fucking ride a horse, I guess. And, uh, and then it's seduced, uh, very quickly by the, uh, by this kind of dominatrix scene that goes on. So that's really the whole episode that I listened to. So here's, uh, just some of the descriptions of, of, of what's going on here. She then pushed her down the ramp and pulled her by her left tit into the chalet style <laughs> building. <laughs> There's lots of pulling up by an ass or grabbing a tit to move people. It's very, very yeah. bizarre. Yeah, t- boobs are handles in this book for <laughs> It makes you feel bad for this guy's mom, you know, like the poor woman who had to, you know, live with this dude who wrote the book. Her tits are probably like fucking hanging down to her ankles. Yeah, I don't know how I'd feel if I had a family member write a book that was this graphic. I think I would embrace it, but I don't. I don't know for sure. I'm I'm proud of this guy for the way he's really championed this thing. So um, they refer to Duchess now, who uh, is is the the girl in the riding gear who, who's uh, seducing uh, Belinda. Like Belinda, the Duchess was well endowed. Does the Duchess have a dick? Yeah, she got a big cock. <laughs> I think she, he means endowed as in breast kit. All right. So, so the Duchess is well endowed. Um, then she starts to shower uh, 
Belinda. Now totally naked, the Duchess started to wash Belinda and herself down with shampoo and smelly natural oils. Smelly. <laughs> also shampoo, like all over her body. Less smelly. I know. Well, I just <laughs> smelly like. It just seems like it's like Mad Libs or something like to this guy. <laughs> like he's just substituting in like adjectives like, oh, smelly sounds good. What are natural well, oils? I, I think Alice makes the point. It's, you know, every now and then. And she's actually, I think, the funniest person on the show. She's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she's a radio personality, so she has some chops. But um, she makes the point. This is a guy's perspective. Guys don't write these types of books, and this is the reason why. Like, that's not how you describe like natural oils that you bathe with. It's smelly, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I guess that's true. That's why you know these romance novels are typically written by women. Although that stupid Fifty Shades of Grey was a guy, right? Didn't he write that? Oh Jesus! Uh, I, think. I, I, I don't know. know. <laughs> Maybe. Um, so Alice actually makes a pretty astute observation. And uh, I picked up on this play track seven. And also, why does everyone walk into the room and go, oh, hi, Giselle. Oh, hi, Tony. Oh, hi, Belinda. Oh, hi, Danny. Oh, hi, Peter. Oh, hi, Mark. Oh, hi, Danny. Oh, hey, Peter. Oh, hi, Johnny. I didn't know it was you. You're not my fucking mother. (laughs) Oh, is the interjecting room uh, clips from the room going to be the new like South Park reference that we do every show? It should be. I, I don't know if everyone out there is familiar with the movie The Room, but as soon as she picked up on the fact that everyone's like, oh, hi, oh, hi, I was like, all right, well, that's mm. <laughs> obviously <laughs> oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> uh. So the, um, the main guy is Jamie. It's his dad who wrote the book. And then he has James, who's his buddy, and Alice, who we mentioned. Um, James makes a great observation and I clipped that, and I added a, a case in point to this observation. Play track three. It's a problem with self-publishing, isn't it? There's no quality control. Like, anyone can do anything. Anyway, yes, uh, welcome to the Internet's most popular, the most important My Little Pony podcast out there. The <laughs> most important. <laughs> I mean, Kevin, you and I have found that this is definitely the case. Without a governor, it's... Uh, Open season for any idiot to fucking put shit out there. Yeah, it's the Wild West. <laughs> it's, it's a completely it's wide so open frontier. Awful West. <laughs> um, I'm just going to, I'll just keep playing. The clips I have are basically, you know, running through all the ridiculous situations that happen with the, with the Duchess. So okay. uh, here's the. The Duchess set the crop aside and continued to wash down Belinda. Again, applying plenty of hand squeezing to her tits. Applying oh, hand squeezing. She expecting it to dispense soap <laughs> <laughs> out the nipple. Um, I was dying. By the way, I fucking listened to this like the first time, and I've heard it a few times now, so it's it's lost its effect. But holy shit, this is a, a really good show. Uh, I I highly recommend it, and I don't really say that too often on this show. Um, but it was well. Kind of, you know what? It, it yeah. reminded me of you take the MST three K guys, you know, Mystery Science three, Theater three thousand. Mm-hmm. What if you put them in front of a porno, and just have them comment on a porno? That would be the funniest fucking thing. And this is kind of what the premise of this is. Right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I gotta say, like even even as bad as porno can be, some of it is still at least 
better written than this is. <laughs> and, I oh, mean, it's, <laughs> yeah. yeah I, would I mean, this that. is all over the place. Like, you know, she's she's taken to this one place and then beaten with a with a riding crop and, uh, you know, pounds of cervix. And there's there's all these r- ridiculous things that are that are going on. Um, so, Kevin. Yes. Because it's not that well written, I felt like maybe I could do this. Oh, and I, I took a stab. I want to I want to read you a passage from uh, a book that I'm working on. So I'm going to warn you up front. It's a little autobiographical. All right. All right. All right. So bear with me here <clears throat> from uh, a passage from my yet to be titled book. Charles stood at the bar. His confidence was normally low on account of his crooked teeth and abnormally skinny legs. But a beer buzz and baggy jeans had changed all that. He started talking to Betsy Beardsley, a young girl who found Charles quite charming. She was somewhere between a four and a five, and at this point was teetering on being blackout drunk. It only took the promise of more booze and a live ween DVD back at his apartment to coax Betsy into Charles' basic model Honda Civic. It smelled a bit like vomit, but Betsy, God bless her, didn't seem to notice. Once inside the apartment, Charles immediately hid all the embarrassing items he had left out. It wasn't often he had company, so he hadn't given us a second thought before leaving that night. Betsy either didn't notice the strap on or didn't care. All it took was a stiff drink and freedom of 76 for Charles to get Betsy's pants off. They started their heavy petting on the couch and also ended there. Before he could get his own pants off, Charles had become stuck to his undergarments. His nickname from high school, the premature kid, was a moniker that would remain fitting well beyond his teen years. Charles went down on Betsy in an attempt to buy himself time. Boy, did it work. When the sounds of Ocean Man died down, he could suddenly hear Betsy snoring. All in all, Charles chalked it up as a success. (laughs) So that's my, uh, I was inspired by this. I thought maybe that's, you know. That doesn't sound anything like you. That doesn't sound like something would happen. (laughs) <laughs> I said semi autobiographical. Pre- I don't know anyone named Betsy Beardsley. The premature kid. <laughs> the premature kid. kid. Oh Jesus, that's uh, really funny. There was a few things that you should have added in. Uh, having known semi uh, about your life, uh, semi autobiographically. Yeah. Um, let's see. There was uh, an acoustic guitar was draped across the. Uh, the, the the chair near the couch. And also, a music book for Hot for Teacher was splayed out on the coffee table. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to get so detailed and take you out of the moment. <laughs> Charles had been working on the guitar soul for many nights in a row. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't want to get that uh, detailed with it. Oh, shit. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, believe me. All my, right, so... Mine would have been like, he put the Legos away. <laughs> that way i'm getting hot Keep going. <laughs> so um i have uh one of the things that they do that is kind of interesting is every episode starts with previously on you know almost like it's a, a soap opera mm-hmm. or something like that and we don't do that and i was thinking what would it be like if we did um play the clip previously on who are these podcasts <laughs>
Previously on Who are these podcasts? W-A-T-P. <laughs> Jeez. That was a violent one. Yeah. W-A-T-P. I actually sat on my balls while I was saying, hey, just there. <laughs> Like Scooby Doo started raping her. Raggy. <laughs> like, I don't know, Scoob. I think you're raping Alexi. <laughs> no, I love you. No, don't do it. And then <laughs> finally they get to the point where they'd be like, okay, like, we're done here. <laughs> okay. Right. So. What an asshole. <laughs> What do you think, Kevin? I think that could be a, a regular thing. <laughs> I love it. I don't know if we need to use the same swanky porn music oh, they yes, use. <laughs> we have to. The uh, fucking music is ridiculous. <laughs> no, that's good. I like it. It's, it's almost like a mini recap of our last episode. It's uh, it, it really encapsulates just how uh, non-entertaining some of the shit is that we say. Uh, but I feel like, how can you listen to this episode if you didn't even hear This Feels Terrible last week? It's very important to put all of this in context. That's why we got to pull these clips in. Yeah, I mean, you know, anytime that we can fit in or re-air a Scooby-Doo laugh, I think that we should <laughs> exactly. do that. You know? I agree. So, for all the people out there listening who are like, oh, I want to know what happened with the Duchess. Like, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm one of them. All right, so here we here we go. Um, the Duchess held it in position and let Belinda enjoy the experience while she sucked her breasts and ate her nipple. Don't swallow. Where's it gone? Oh Jesus! So hold on, who, who's eating who? The Duchess, uh, the Duchess is eating everything. And then uh, this gem. Belinda was told to lie down, open her legs wide. And masturbate herself in front of the Duchess. Masturbate yourself. Oh my god. Oh god. <laughs> is that the phrase? Masturbate yourself. <laughs> that, that is such a like an old sixty year old dude. <laughs> like that's what they would say. I feel like. So that's well, like... it's funny. It's a sixty year old guy who wrote it, and that clip you played right before that, where it was talking about you know sucking at her breast and eating her nipples. That sounds like a, what a six year old would say. Right. <laughs> well, someone who does not understand how sex works at all. <laughs> so then, um, let's see. I, I think someone puts a strap on on. Belinda walks around the bedroom with her monster prick out in front of her. <laughs> monster prick. I just love that dude's a laugh in there. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, it is funny to call a strap on a monster prick. That yeah. doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just I just call this one a well-written passage. Play track five. Her shaven pussy was revealed with just... Oh, sorry. <laughs> Good morning. Her shaven pussy was revealed with just a delicate runway of dark pubic hair guiding any viewer to the top. <laughs> any viewer? <laughs> guiding any viewer to the top of her vagina. <laughs> there was just a, a, a dark... A strip of of pubic hair and and a row of lights around both sides, like a runway into her vagina. Um, do you have any more clips that you want to play here? So what I did was I created a song. 
I know, shocker. <laughs> I call this the My Dad Wrote a Porno official song. Pussy. Hey, Shaven pussy. Private pussy area. Public pussy area. Perspective hey, vagina. <laughs> Vaginal lids. Lid. Clits. Um, yeah, so I, I, guys, I want to, uh, let you know if you stumble upon our show, feel free to use that song as your, uh, official song. You know, I think that could be a good uh, show opener for them. <laughs> oh, I just God. Here. Um, I don't know. There was a part in like the second episode where Alice starts developing a drinking game for the book itself. And I was just thinking, what would WATP's drinking game be? What would the rules be if you were listening to our show? Um, every time I apologize, you have to take a, a drink. <laughs> yes, that's, that's a good one. Every time Kevin starts to feel bad for the people we're goofing on, you have to drink. <laughs> I, I got one. How about every time you or I do something that we make fun of other hosts for doing? So <laughs> when I have my nervous laughter, I'm like, look at these fucking assholes. <laughs> or every time Kevin says the word like. Yeah, yeah. I do that a lot. Or uh, anytime I do an impression that's not good, <laughs> you'll get you'll get <laughs> shit faced. You're gonna just stop. Um, how about uh, every time I shoehorn in some type of song parody? <laughs> it makes zero sense. <laughs> All right. Well, send us your suggestions. We're uh, who are these dot com. We'd love to know what your drinking game is. Oh, jeez. So uh, um, this is my last clip, and it, it just kind of sums up where uh, Alice is going. <laughs> Here's the thing about this. Storm. Do we have to finish the book? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we've heard everything we're ever going to hear. I've heard so no, many but we haven't. That's the thing. We think that we've heard everything, and then yet each chapter he manages to dredge out of nowhere just the most eye-watering imagery. It's just, it's just unbelievable. So we have to keep on reading. We have to. <laughs> And and that's really the genius of this show is that it, it is still unpredictable. I mean, there are two seasons in. I've only listened to a couple episodes, but you know, you'd think that this is like a one and done sort of thing. But it's got legs. There's lots of of this book is just ridiculous. Also, these Brits are more cheeky than Ralphie May, <laughs> so I, th- I think they have something going for. Them. <laughs> Uh yeah, and I I thoroughly enjoyed uh, this podcast. Can we start doing that more? Can we start doing no, podcasts that we this like? Will the, this will be the last podcast I let you listen to that's enjoyable. Damn it! Never again. Ugh. We're probably gonna get a bunch of hate mail because of uh, we played a fun podcast. Speaking of which, Kevin, we got a comment on iTunes. So we've talked about this before, where we either get five star reviews or one star reviews. We finally got a two-star review. Okay. And, and I don't know if you've read this yet. It, it just came in recently. 
Um, but this is great. I got to read it to everybody. All right. This is from Beavis and Butthead Podcast. And the title is, Has Its Moments, But Isn't Very Good at All. Two stars. <laughs> okay. Have you seen this yet? I have not seen it. I just checked oh, this sweet. morning, too, but I didn't see oh, it. Oh, sweet. Okay, you're going to like this. All right. I only listened to one episode, and that's all I could really stand. It was their take on real ghost stories online. A few fair points were made, and I got a few chuckles out of it. But the positivity ends there. All right, so that was it. That that was why it has its moments. A couple chuckles, but the, didn't like it after that. All right, getting back to it. About 85% of the show rips on the host for being into ghost stories. Again, I'm going to stop. That was all me. Kevin was actually cool with that. I'm the asshole. <laughs> All right, getting back to it. It's like that's most of the material they really had to work with. When they weren't tearing Tony and Jenny a new butthole for hosting a ghost show, they were picking on minor aspects of the show that I didn't really find problematic, such as Tony's radio voice or Jenny's eye for story plot holes. The whole time I was listening to this, I felt sorry for anyone who likes real ghost stories online because they shame the show way too hard. Going as far as calling people who happen to enjoy the show or believe in ghosts retarded or psychotic. Again, that, that was definitely me. And I like to be putting quotes retarded and psychotic, but psychotic he capitalized. <laughs> um, okay, getting back to it. I really hope the host didn't mean for these episodes to come off this way. But when I was listening to this, I found these guys to be incredibly opinionated and judgmental. All right, hold on. Time out. Dummy. We're, the whole fucking point of our show is to be opinionated and judgmental. We're doing a review of other people's podcasts. All right, let me just pick it back up again. If I could improve this show, which is please give us some advice, I'd do a few simple things. I'd tone down the slander of podcasts I don't like just a little bit, and I'd find better things to pick on on a podcast for other than it's a ghost show. So I think it's fucking hilarious that this guy's idea of how you and I can make a better show, Kevin, is if we were both like, I thought this was okay. Yeah, it's all right. Here's a here's a ghost story we heard. Yeah, that, that was kind of scary. Yeah, I think so too. All right, cool. Could you imagine how fucking boring our show would be? So you mean if, if I was just doing the show by myself? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's exactly like, what the show would be. It has its merits. I don't know. I, I wouldn't listen to a whole bunch of episodes, but I downloaded it to you. It's all right. Uh, I don't know about that Carl guy, but this Kevin guy's all right. I kind of like uh, him. I found that fucking hysterical. I love that this guy took the time to write that. And I'm guessing that he's a fan of real ghost stories online. But he gave us two stars, which I which is which is great. Um <laughs> we also got a real positive um review lately from a guy named K Smith in NY. And I was wondering, is that Kevin Smith? Um yes. possible Kevin well, Smith's into our show. Well, it is Kevin Smith. Um, but, but it's a Kevin Smith that I know. So not, not, not the celebrity Kevin Smith, no. Well, I, I like I, – I'm, I'm sorry to hear that it's someone that you know because um, I like that they say uh, people who rate this podcast low clearly don't get it. They've missed the joke. It's like uh, we've, we've had people tell us like, you guys don't understand. These other podcasts are really good. And I'm like, ah, no, I think I understand. I think I, <laughs> I, think I get it. Yeah, no, he he definitely understands. I think where we're <laughs> what we're going uh, going for there. Some people do, I think. Some people don't. I mean, I don't even know if I do half the time. You know, like what, no, what? I, I think I lose you <laughs> pretty often, right? But you know, it, this is what I signed on for. You know, so it's true. Uh, <laughs> You're under contract for two years. So. <laughs> right. 
Yeah, I can't buy my way out of it either. It's uh... Don't forget, people, if you enjoy our show or you hate us, please review us on iTunes because I do enjoy both positive and extremely negative, I find, to be uh... – I, I find it fascinating. I enjoy it. Well, there's no in-between. That's, that's, the first, <laughs> that's the first two star. It's all one star and five star. First, oh, yeah, that's hilarious. Um, oh, you know what? One more thing I want to talk about before we uh, get off of uh, the My Dad Wrote a Porno. This show uh, started up last year, and season two, I think, is happening as we speak, which is about a second book because this uh, uh, Belinda is a series of books, I guess, that this guy's dad is writing. And um, they actually have celebrities on the show now. So they do these shows in between chapters that they call footnotes. And they had, so far this season, Elijah Wood was on a show. Wow. None other other than Star Wars Daisy Ridley was on a show. What? Really? Kid you not, man. Check out season two. They have big time celebrities who are way in on this show. Wow. Okay. And then taking our show full circle, Rachel Bloom is one of the celebrities on these footnotes show. Do you remember who that is? I remember the name. I don't know what podcast she was from. Well, she was that dummy on one of the NPR podcasts who wrote that song about fucking Ray Bradbury. Oh, the... Fuck me, Ray Bradbury. Yeah, the crazy ex-girlfriend, right? Isn't that what Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's fucking lacking in talent. It's such a it's such a drop off. You're like Elijah Wood from Lord of the Rings, Daisy Ridley from Star Wars, and then Rachel Bloom from that YouTube video. Uh, wow. <laughs> well, she does have a TV show too. But oh, thanks for shitting out my point. You're the best. <laughs> well, it is on the CW, so oh, <laughs> it's hardly a TV host. show. Kevin, last week I was talking about how I was going to see uh, Max Sabbath. Yeah, yeah. You want to talk about that a little bit? I do want to talk about that a little bit. Uh, okay. Um, so the whole premise of this band was they dress like McDonald's characters and play Black Sabbath covers. And it's fucking bizarre. Like the singer is Ronald McDonald, but it's an e- evil looking Ronald McDonald. And um, the thing that I loved about the show more than anything is in between songs, the singer would just thank people for coming to see Max Sabbath and not other fast food related metal acts. <laughs> so he, he was literally like, We know you have other choices. Thanks for choosing us and not Cinnabon Jovi. Glad <laughs> <laughs> you guys didn't go and attend Burger King Diamond. Oh, shit. We respect them, but thanks for not going to see Chick fil A CDC. <laughs> <laughs> Van Halen's craft is that's not even food <laughs> then, then there was the shoehorn when he gets like the dead Kennedy's oh my god <laughs> I was just every, between every song I was just looking at my wife like oh why did I think of that oh, fucking great. <laughs> I feel like you had a, a pad of paper out you're writing them down <laughs> <laughs> I wish I did I think I missed a few but that was, that was the best part of their whole shtick was I mean were they like a good band or were a good band? Okay, um, this was terrible. So he's singing parody lyrics to every song. You can't make out a single word. So it was just a waste of time. Uh-huh. And then I felt bad for Grimace. So Grimace is playing bass. This fucking costume this guy's wearing. I don't know how the hell he's playing the bass. He's in this giant purple whatever. 
and he breaks a string at the intro of NIB, which is all just, you know, bass driven, like, oh, no, he broke his A string. Right. So he quickly shifts to a different position and he starts playing on the D and G strings, which I was impressed by. But then went to change his string. The Hamburglar had to get up from behind the kit and help him change his string because he so he can't fucking move in that costume. <laughs> string. The, <laughs> so the Hamburglar had to get up and help him change his string. That's a Which sentence one? you'll never hear ever. Oh yeah, W A T P. W A T P, people. So where the hamburger was called the cat burglar, and he looked like the hamburger and Peter Chris, like there was a uh, you know some kind of morphing of that. It was pretty funny. What did Mayor McCheese play? Oh, that was Slayer McCheese, and he was playing the guitar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Slayer McCheese was was shredding. And again, I don't know how he could see his fretboard or anything. It was it was pretty cool. <laughs> the opening act, though, was Clownvis Presley. It was a uh, Elvis impersonator dressed like a clown. There was a clown theme all night. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> and uh, Clownvis Presley was was awesome. I recommend you check him out on the interwebs. Did, uh, uh... We actually we have a signed eight by ten of Clownvis <laughs> in our home now. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> Did um did System of a Clown play? <laughs> you could uh, you could be enjoying other clown themed rock bands. <laughs> I love how you sound like you sound like Cobra Commander. <laughs> I know. I was thinking the same thing. It's like a British Cobra Commander. Oh shit. Um. All right. Well, this has been this has been fun, Kevin. We got to listen to a fun podcast that we'll actually enjoy. Yep. But uh, that's the end of that. Because next week we're going to do this again. We're going to do another episode. And I have a, uh, a teaser of what we'll be listening to and reviewing next week. Go ahead and play that. I've got three favorite Samsung emojis wow. that are different for some reason that I just love the fact they went to the effort to change them. There's, uh, you'd have seen this one, the cookie. You know what the cookie is? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How they've got the, the crackers. They show like yeah. salt. <laughs> these like crackers. Two crackers. Yeah, so that's funny. <laughs> There's the two little flags that cross over each other. Have you seen mm-hmm. what their one of, that is? No, what is it? So it's two Japanese flags on every platform, but they made it Korean flags, which I oh, think is wow. kind of cute. Because they're not called Japanese <laughs> flags. They're just called two-crossed flags. Ah, oh, that's funny. So, oh, that's nice, then. So that's a fun one. Uh, they're just like, no, why not? So they could change in future. If you use the two-crossed Japanese flags, maybe Apple will make it American yeah. flags. That'd be funny. Okay. So it, they're talking about emoji. Is that what this is? They were talking about emojis. Don't tell me that this is an entire podcast about emoji. Well, I got bad news for you, my friend. <laughs> this podcast is called Emoji Rap. And uh, this was a suggestion from a listener. We appreciate your suggestions. Thank you. Uh, it's episode two, The Military is an Activity. It's hosted by Jeremy Berg. And on this show, it's a guest, uh, uh, Owen Williams. And they just talk about emojis for 35 minutes. Oh. <laughs> and we will be right back in the fucking shit of things come next week how does one have a conversation more than 30 seconds about an emoji thumbs up <laughs> uh, okay sign <laughs> black hand thumbs up <laughs> uh, listen Kevin if you don't like it middle finger yeah well actually there is no middle finger one is there Oh, of course there is. Uh, 
Well, well, then how about Pile of Poo, then? All yeah, right. Pile of Poo is Does better. Work? I like Pile of Poo. <laughs> Smiling Pile of Poo. Or, or erect uh, <laughs> eggplant. <laughs> right. Yeah, the eggplant. Yeah. So subtle. So subtle. <laughs> So um, that's what we'll be talking about next week. Fucking emojis. Wee! Does the fun ever stop? So join us next week because it might be the show where we find out once and for all who are these podcasts? Sleep well, every pony. Farting in the mosh pit of morning radio. You know, who are these podcasts? I don't know. I don't get it. Makes no sense.